hey, this is Guy Dudeman. You can check out my Twitter handle at capital G, capital D-O-O-D-M-E-N. And Heggs. You can check out my Twitter um, stuff at uh, capital H-E-G-G-S underscore H-H-I-F. And this is June. And if you want to get a hold of me, just pet a dog, stare longingly into his eyes, and whisper your message, and I'll know. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd do that anyway, probably. Even if I don't get your message, time well spent. It's like we've been talking this whole time. If you're on Facebook, check out the uh, It's Happy Hour in France Facebook group. If somebody who I didn't know wanted to join, you'd be the first one. So It means we don't get a lot of requests. But now that we have this cool bumper before every episode, I'm sure people are going to be lining up to get let down. Or if you want to send us an email, send it to, crap, what is it? HappyHourInFrance at gmail.com. Wow, that's... Not... <laughs> you have to look that up. Well, it's not. I couldn't remember if it's <laughs> if the it's is in the beginning. It is not. Hap, it's just happy hour in France. It's, not it's. Right. Just, okay, so just happy hour in France at gmail.com. Correct. Ah, yes. I like it. All right. Laura is the one... Laura is the one... Laura is the one... Okay, here we go. It's Happy Hour in France, a Twin Peaks podcast. Yay! Hey, everybody, I'm June. Woo! Hey, folks at home and Twitter pals everywhere, I'm Heggs. This is, and this is Guy. Coincidence and fate figure largely in our lives, guys. Oh, yeah. How's it going, guys? Meh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, oh. yeah things are weird, but yeah. I mean... We'll see how everything shakes out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's redundant to even say that anymore. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a waste of breath, isn't it? Yeah, we're, yeah. we've been doing a lot of shaking yeah. and waiting. Yeah, yeah, like too much shaking, I feel. Yeah. yeah Maybe I that's just more weird. than like just two shakes is too much shaking. Mm. <laughs> wise words. The wisest. As wise as a, uh, oh, what's his name? John Justice Wheeler. Giving wise uh, uh, sage advice to uh, Audrey. And uh, Ben? Well, I, mean, I mean, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I have I have comments about some of that. Are you doubting the sage advice of John Justice Wheeler? I don't know if quoting a girl's underage girl's <laughs> grandfather to put the moves on her is necessarily ding, ding, sage ding, ding, advice. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. We, uh, we like this episode? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. You get... Uh, Callback. Um, yeah, he's always uh, he's always fun, but uh, lots of callbacks as well. Right. Um, of things that we haven't uh, thought about. Well, I hadn't thought about in quite a while. All right, so uh, let's just get right into it. Was, okay. was this directed by uh, David Lynch? Absolutely not. I would say no. Right. I mean, unless he was like super high on ludes or something. Like that. High on ludes. <laughs> So he would become more normal. Is that you're saying? <laughs> I mean, it, he or, don't you know, have just, to. He's so yeah, twisted. He needs drugs to become normal. There. Wow, that is twisted. Um, no, you're correct. That is uh, directed by Dwayne Dunham, who uh, directed the uh, episode after the pilot. And um, yeah. this one was written by Harley Payton and Robert Engels. So we knew all these people. So two two newbies for that. What, what do we have on them? No, 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 no. This is Harley Payton and Robert Engels. I'm just giving you the sauce. Oh, uh, I, you I, saucy. Whoa. They did a fine job. I, I'm. The writing in this is pretty spectacular. 
Although I do have my suspicions about uh, the certain directions this episode went. I, I think maybe David Lynch was involved, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Well, you he know was certainly what? On set. He was for sure on set. And this is this is after uh, he got back from directing um, Wild at Heart. He came on. He was back on set a lot more. And, um, well, that's fun. He uh, for sure had an effect on the uh, the episodes. Oh, good. Uh, even when he wasn't directing. Um, so, uh, yeah, Log Lady. Uh, I'll just sum it, uh, sum it up here, give you the bullet points. Uh, treasure exists, so that's nice. And apparently it's inside of us, so get digging. I have a mortgage. And uh, <laughs> that's my takeaway. All right. So what do we... Uh, yeah. Takeaway is you want us to dig inside of you for treasure. <laughs> yep. God knows what I have stuffed up in there. Um, I'm good. <laughs> You're backed up. Oh, look at me. My name's June. I'm on no fun at all. You're backed up with treasure? Oh, oh man. Yeah. If treasure is cheese, then yes. <laughs> yeah, it's bright and yellow, but it's not gold, my friend. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. corn in them there. <laughs> Cream Ooh, corn. Garmin Bosia. Um, so, what do we think uh, the, the treasure is in this episode? I'm trying to think. Love. <sighs> I mean, I guess or trust. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, love in the air in this episode, or you know, hmm. like I said before, some of it more wanted than others, but uh, a lot of people throwing it out there. Love is the fifth element. Oh Jesus God! It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love is a batter, battlefield. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're gonna go back to invitation to love. Is that like kind there of like? Go. It all, well, comes, it all makes full circle. around to. That's right. Well, there's, good. I'm glad. A, a lot of invitations of, to love in this. There certainly it are. Like anyway. Really glad we spent three years to get to this point to learn that it all came back to invitation to love. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you don't like spinning in circles, get off this ride right now. So episode 25, which is called On the Wings of Love. Sounds like a, a uh, White Snake song. Ooh. Or more like a that Midler song. That's oh, true. all right. It's almost a madness song. Hmm. Well, I guess that's Wings of a Dove. Not really. Well, all right. Dove Love? On Never the wings mind. Of love. Oh, oh, yeah, kind of. No, it sort of fits. Anyways. Yeah. And inept and convoluted hit on Harry. Another henchwoman gets the snot bean out of her. Harry decides not to bash her brains in with a trophy. So yeah, we start out uh, at the bookhouse, uh, just like any other night at the bookhouse. There's a <laughs> bookhouse boy laying in Harry's floor. Yeah, it was that was uh, very ominous. Blood on his head. Who knows? Live or dead. Right. Uh, I'm gonna do the whole thing with the cat in the hat, by the way. So <laughs> get, get ready for that. Yeah. So uh, there's a uh, yeah, unconscious or dead man on the ground, and uh, he's uh, clearly from his hairstyle. He's a bookhouse boy. Right. Leather jacket. And then uh, Harry's sleeping in his bed, and uh, Jones, you know, gets up on top of him and starts uh, saying, oh, you like this? And then she's, like, uh, rubbing, I'm assuming, lip gloss? or It was, like, secret secret lip gloss. Yeah, drugs. LSD lip balm? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. She's she's rubbing something on his lips and her lips. And then... But uh, then uh, she decides to garrote him instead, and he wakes up, immediately fights her. Uh-huh. Seems like oh, a yeah, smart he thinks, move. He thinks, he thinks she's Josie because he's drugged, and then once she breaks out the garrote, he's like, oh, Josie doesn't garrote me. And then he, uh, 
wakes up and fights her. And then, uh, yeah, they tussle and she passes out on a couch or I guess. I and think he punched he her in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when she falls on a couch unconscious and then he decides not to hit her with his prized bowling trophy. <laughs> it's weird and convoluted. Like there's there's so many things she could have done to make sure that this went better. Yeah. Like maybe uh, don't strip down naked and get in bed with him. Maybe just strangle him. Seems like an unnecessary step. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Jones has, uh, you know, she has an amount of uh, style and flair, I guess, for uh, for a hit. So uh, sure, maybe that's, sure. you know, her calling card. She's the nude murderer. I was going to say it was just interesting how they uh, broke up the normal. We talked about the, how they do that shot where it starts on like an inanimate object and moves. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, my point was where it just kind of like uh, pans over. Yeah, scans over the the, the, the dead body is, is just like this kind of ominous mood thing that they haven't really done with that shot before, which is kind of cool. They, I, I think they have done this before, and I I think it's like uh, when they're like continuing a scene from the last episode, they sort of uh, go right back into that scene. And I think this was like I mean sometimes it's more of a continuation than others. It's always a continuation, but I think like when they're continuing a particular scene. Sometimes they start like this, and I, I'm positive they've done it before. It was also kind of interesting how uh, they first pan up to Harry. We see him lying on the bed. First thing we see is Jones's uh, hands move across him, which reminded me of when we first, when we see uh, Sarah Palmer come down the steps when she's in her drug state. Her hands come from the from the side, off screen, just her hands. I tried never to think about that scene, so I, I don't remember it, but that's good. I've watched the show a couple times. John, just as Wheeler rocks a badass look while conducting science experiments, and putting the moves on a high school girl. Uh, I think we're starting in a different scene than you because I did not see a badass look. <laughs> <laughs> so, come on, are you kidding me? Nope. We uh, we cut away from uh, Truman knocking a woman out after almost getting assassinated um, while drunk. Um. To the Great Northern and uh, some of the highest pants on this side of the majestic Twin Peaks, you guys. Uh, <laughs> John Justice Wheeler's there. He's playing with his terrarium and having a little terrarium fun. That's nice, you know. I like how you could see his sweater was tucked in so hard that, like, the seam oh, yeah. of his sweater is like somewhere on the knees of his pants. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Those pants. like a real badass. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Like that guy's gonna start some shit like any moment. Just, just. Yeah. Yep. He gets oh in the tussle. God. They're not getting his sweater out. That sweater is going to remain tucked. No, I, I, I suspect that it's probably <laughs> glued in there somehow. Like, it just seems like he put all that extra effort Ooh, in. Like, why not go the extra mile? You know, just like. Is, but. Yep. I mean, the guy's not screwing around. But in any event, um, yeah, he's having a little terrarium fun. And uh, who shows up? But, well, it's Audrey. And she's bringing room service. And, uh, yeah, they kind of have an odd exchange. I guess they kissed. Was it last episode? He kissed her when he scooped her yes. up at the. Okay, well that was that was fun. So there's there's some uh, there's some tension there. Yeah, there's a, there's some banter going in. You got to wonder what's going on here. You know, it's just it just seems like uh, seems like they might start hooking up or kissing or you know dating anyways. But uh, hammer and nails. Oh my god. Well, okay. So as you do when you're wooing uh, um, a lady you're interested in, you bring up something her grandfather said. 
That's, I mean, that's that's how I do it. I, I find mean, nothing's more romantic than bringing up the memories of dead loved ones. So, uh, yeah, bring a hammer, you bring nails. And uh, with pants as high as that, who can argue? Well, what does that mean? Of course, Audrey says very, you know, I mean, completely justified in asking what the hell he's talking about. And apparently he means that if she's going to bring a hammer to his room, she better nail it to... Nail him. Yeah, it really is. It really that like, 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 poor, like that poorly veiled. Like, is that his? Like, that's that's his opener. Like, hey, this is a Tim Allen bit. He makes a noise like uh, Bobby Briggs and uh, Mike. Oh, 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 dear. yeah. Oh my goodness, I thought they're all in the same club. So, uh, yeah. So after that weird kind of uh, innuendo, like a single entendre. No, okay. Um, he goes in for the kiss, and he's rebuffed. He's like, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I want your your besweatered, high-pantsed kiss. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but maybe maybe they might have a date instead. Yeah, and then she kind of leaves, and uh, my last note for this scene is, those pants, though. So what, 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 one last question. What kind of science experiment was he doing? So that was like a terrarium, no? It was like a little, like a little uh, uh, yeah. dome with some uh, water vapor in there, and uh, it was just allowed to become a, like an ecosystem. Yeah, I think and, he was... Well, isn't he some kind of... I'm sorry. I, I think he was doing sea monkeys. He just didn't read the instructions. <laughs> he really went all in. <laughs> I don't think they're that, I don't think they're that complicated, but I mean, maybe. Maybe um, trying to solve climate change. Well, he's some sort of environmental activist or scientist, is that... Correct, or am I making? Yeah, Ben's all about saving the weasel. Uh, yeah, but he's in, supposed to be in construction or something. It's very weird. Anyway, yes, he's in terrarium construction. Yeah, he constructs. All right, there we where go. have you been? Sea monkey environment. Oh shit! <laughs> Did I just ruin the ending of the freaking series? There's sea monkeys the whole time. Coop gives Harry the scoop and the puke. Uh, yes, that is what happened. <laughs> I have in my notes right here, Coop makes Harry puke. So we're on the same page. I have I have Cooper helps by inducing vomit. Yeah. I, mean, I would like to say that most of the, the items that he lists there are actually uh, sound good to me. Not all of them. Maybe not at once, though. Right, maybe. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Joan, uh, he says that uh, Jones won't talk, but she does want to talk to the South African consulate of Twin Peaks. Because, you know, Twin yeah. Peaks <laughs> certainly has a South African consulate. Yeah, um, what the hell? What? They even acknowledged how weird that is in the show, too. It's just like, what? Twin Peaks? What the hell? Yeah. And uh, then yeah. he says, I wonder why that uh, they want to kill me. And then, uh, you know, uh, Coop is like, oh, probably because, you know, it's, uh, you know, because you're all so sexy. And he's like, oh, damn, I am sexy. And then, oh, snap. And then Coop makes oh, yeah. him puke. And that's pretty much the scene. The whole the whole vomit uh, inducement, um, and that comes it comes uh, comes up again later. Oddly, <laughs> it comes up again later. Oh, I can't believe I just <laughs> did that, but yes, it totally does. Dun dun dun. Thank you. Good night. I'll be here all week. Uh, you miss these out there. How about some lukewarm pork? It just reminded me <laughs> of that. I don't know vomit, and it's fun. He's there to help. What? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Maybe that's what uh, John was making under that uh, that dome. Maybe it was just uh, some steamed ham. <laughs> sea monkey vomit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Steamed ham. Steam a good ham, June. Earl plants a bonsai spy. Cool scoops Coop on Earl. Coop's back on the team. Earl teases Leo with his sick scheme. So, uh, yeah, we cut to, um, from, I guess, near the holding cells at the sheriff's office. And Doc Hayward is indeed there inspecting a bonsai plant that is definitely not a listening device. <laughs> um, there's a murder afoot. Trust no one. Ooh, free plant. Do you think the trees are listening? Apparently they're from Josie on the card. They arrived just uh, randomly, and uh, apparently the card said they're from Josie. So, hey, no more questions necessary. Am I right, you guys? Yeah, uh, they came from a dead person. It's totally cool. Yep, yep, yep. No, that's that's what happens. That's what they do. They'll send you plants. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Nope, it's no more questions. Zombie Josie. Just Stop asking questions. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, apparently uh, Windermill has made his next move. Uh, King's Knight to King's Bishop 3. And before that could be resolved, who uh, arrives but everyone's favorite uh, agent or field guy? Hey, it's Gordon Cole, everybody. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Gordon's back. In... Uh, oh, it's great for Harry. Before that, uh, Doc actually uh, tells them about uh, Earl coming to his house. Oh, that's right. How the hell did I not write that down? Well, in any event, yes. And that is that when Gordon Cole just walks in and they do the typical Twin Peaks, hey, this horrible thing happened, but oh, look, Steve's yeah. here. Exactly. Oh, God. Quick, change oh, the subject. We were getting to Yeah, answers. seriously. Oh, look, he's here and he brought soup. <laughs> so oh, violent Steve. maniac in your house talking to your wife and daughter? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh... So anyways, uh, what does uh, Gordon have? Oh my goodness, he has uh, classified Wyndham Earl dossier. Airs. Dossier? Hmm. Dossier. Dossier. Thank you. So uh, yeah, we're just about to go into this, but uh, huh, weird, we're seem to be zooming in on the uh, on the bonsai tree, you guys said, oh, wait a second. It was a listening device. Oh man, they totally got me. So uh, apparently, according to Gordon Cole, uh, when Wyndham Earl went boing, don't make make light of boing, son. <laughs> and uh, what? Um, apparently, he was, or maybe still is, taking. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this uh, Haloparadol. Correct. No, oh, there we go. Which is the same as uh, Gerard, the one-armed man. Right. Weird. So uh, yeah, and they they kind of cut back to Wyndham. He doesn't seem so pleased that they know that. But, uh, so was, was his, um, his episode, I hesitate to say insanity, but was his episode like chemically induced for a purpose? Well, uh, Gold, I think Cole says that he, uh, believes that he may have not been taking the drug as a medicine, but as a way to feign, uh, yeah. illness. Yeah. Weird. Why would he want to feign illness? Uh, so that he could get out of jail free. Well, they just let you out of jail. It's like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. Well, so that you go to a, a low-security... Uh, asylum, it's easier easier to get out of yeah. an asylum than a Gotcha, jail. gotcha. Okay, okay, no, that like makes sense. Maximum security prison or wherever they take people who try to kill secret agents. But also, um, Winnemarrow was working on Project Blue Book as well? Man, there's lots of, lots of callbacks here and lots of interesting things that I haven't uh, really thought right. of in, uh, in a bit. We did, we did know that. Yeah, they... Uh, um, the air, they loaned him to the Air Force. 
Yeah. Well, we knew we about Project Blue Book. We didn't know that he was attached to it. I didn't know Wyndham Earl was attached oh, we, to it. Yeah, we knew we uh, um, okay. uh, Major Briggs was. Okay, right. Um, okay, right. Yeah, but Wyndham Earl as well. So, hmm, interesting. This is, uh, things are starting to, the pieces are starting to come together a bit. Right. So, uh, yeah, lots and lots of callbacks. And then just randomly, uh, they're making links to all these different things. And uh, that reminds me of Sausage. But, uh, you know, not the links, though, the patties. <laughs> and uh, I really uh, I really missed uh, David Lynch, you guys. Like, I really miss Gordon Cole. Because yeah. that guy, uh, he really shines in this episode. Uh, and uh, I'm enchanted. Oh, he is. But uh, just... <laughs> just before they decide to uh, uh, <laughs> advance a conversation, um, he just, uh, you know, hey, this reminds me of those uh, guys that you see all bonsai and just screams bonsai into the tree, which <laughs> is what you do. He wants the tree to um, hear. And uh, hilarity ensues. Yeah, but before we go any further, Agent Dale Woo! Cooper is back, folks, and we all know it was going to happen. Yeah, heck yeah. All right, he's back, man. Take off those candy-ass monkey suits. We're getting the band I back mean, together. Am I right? Maybe. You don't have to worry about so, uh, what all of that business was with the drug dealing, and uh, apparently that's all fine now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, that went away. Shh. Nope. Everything's fine. Yep. Nothing weird there. Nothing to really concern yourself about anymore. He knows a guy who knows a guy. It's fine. No, all that. that's fine with me. So, uh, yeah, he gets a new gun, too. Uh, more accurate. Um, stainless steel. Because before they were made out of chocolate. So, yeah. So that's fun. So they switch back to um, Wyndham Earl in his uh, mm-hmm. honeycomb hideout. And uh, he's like, uh, hey, Leo, uh, pick three cards. It's a fun trick because it's three queens, Donna, Audrey, and Shelly. And uh, the king is little Dale Cooper. And then apparently there's a fourth Queen, which is going to be Miss Twin Peaks. I guess there's a contest flyer going around, and you know he lives in a cottage abandoned in the woods, but that doesn't mean he doesn't get regular mail. And uh, you know he's on the Miss Twin Peaks yeah. mailer list, so sure. you know for sure. Well, he knew about it from the bar when he was uh, talking totally not creepily to Shelley. I mean the double R when he was like dressed as the biker, and he was like, "Hey, you should you should join that beauty pageant." So, uh, yeah, so whomever the, uh, I guess the winner of the Twin Peaks uh, beauty pageant is going to be the fourth queen, and uh, apparently Cooper gets to watch as he kills them? Yeah, well, as the the Joker kills them, anyway. Yeah, okay, neat. Yeah, he just has cards stuffed everywhere. It's behind Leo's ear. We've all been hoping for. (laughs) Oh, finally, finally. Now, which Earth is this? Uh, This is uh, Earth... uh, 72. 72. Yeah, I was trying to think Earth. of some Twin Peaks number, but I'm not. Yep, guy, I was so too, I, and that's why there I is it your one, way. It's Earth 119. Earth 119. That's what is I that, said, you fool. Okay. Is that uh, Cooper's room number? No, that's 315. Oh, wow. Well, then, okay, fine. You know, okay, all right. That's why I love Guy. Because he doesn't always remember our names, but he can tell us nope. the name <laughs> of Agent Cooper, a fictional character's hotel room number. Yep. Well, that's that's like a. It eventually becomes a thing. You'll see. Just watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. I will, but only because you just told me to. <clears throat> All right. I'm glad I did. Wow. 
I know. That would have been awkward. So you guys, I'm, I'm starting to get a little concerned for uh, Wyndham Earl's uh, mental health. Anybody else uh, getting a weird vibe <laughs> from little, him lately? Oh, he's, he's faking a little it. Kooky. He's faking it. It's fine. Oh, right, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So, oh, all right. Then we're oh, okay. Then we're fine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. um, that's that scene wrapped up. Then, okay, great. Okay, <laughs> nice. I also liked in that scene how like uh, Leo was just burping for no reason or no reason that I. Remember I have something anyway. to. I have something to say about that. Oh, good. Thank you. What? Okay, this is the first <laughs> time I noticed this with this watching, with oh, this viewing. Okay, oh. so Leo is like, okay, so he has a a uh, like a napkin or a towel over his arm, like he's like a fancy like French waiter. Oh, okay. He's, he's giving beer. He has a beer there, and I think he's putting the just setting the beer down as if he had just poured the beer into like Wyndham Earl's mug. So I think okay. he's. I think what they're implying is that. Leo's uh, sneaking sips off of uh, Wyndham Earl's beer. <laughs> oh, I hope that huh. doesn't affect his mental clarity. I know. <laughs> huh. That's the only thing I can think of because otherwise, it, it yeah. Why why is he burping? Or what was the point of him burping? I can only uh, see I mean, I feel it has a lot to do with uh, room was, number three fifteen. I thought it was because like uh, that's it. <clears throat> uh, Coop was like, uh, "Hey, sodium bicarbonate, the best bicarbonate, or whatever he says." And then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and then uh, the, the tiny bubbles make Leo burp through the power of bonsai. <laughs> Leave it to Agent Dale Cooper um, to have a favorite bi- bicarbonate. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But that is indeed the actual line. But uh, I don't think it was. <laughs> but it was something. Uh, they, uh, they were talking about the bonsai as the ultimate miniature, and yep. then he says yep, yep, yep. the ultimate. Something it might digest evade, digest, yeah. I think that might have been it. Quaff in good health. Um, I think I'm just gonna choose to believe that he has a favorite bicarbonate, and that's just gonna be part of my headcanon. Nadine makes Mike a man, Donna checks out Audrey's hidey hole. Ben and Miss Hayward have a secret. Some of your better work. I, uh, (laughs) I, I'm not uh, too much man to admit it. I'm proud, I'm proud of you. Aww. So yeah, we uh, we're back at the Great Northern, and uh, Donna's uh, you know stalking her mom because you know that's what <laughs> as you do. do. Yep. Yeah, she follows her mom. Her mom's uh, meets with Ben Horn, and uh, goes off into uh, his office, I presume. And then uh, she she turns, and who does she see? But uh, Snadine checking out of the hotel. And Whoa. they are a happy couple. They are so happy. And yeah, what the hell? Is just sucking on a sucker like nobody's business. Yeah, but Mike is all smiles. Oh yeah, oh my god, yeah. I just don't. And, I just. I mean, <laughs> he really yes. had a change of heart, and I guess I'll leave it at that because there's obviously something I'm missing. Well, he was used to, you know. Uh, you know, young, inexperienced girls, and then he found himself a real woman. Oh, with super strength. Oh my! Oh, maybe that's yeah. his kink. He likes to get thrown around. I mean, she does. She had to show around. it to him. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> For yeah, sure. She's getting air sp- airplane spend all over that whole room. Wow. I mean, good on them. I mean, that's great. I'm glad they're. I glad they found each other. It seems. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was nice. A nice scene. Oh, that is nice. Uh, okay, I take yeah. it all back. That is nice. Okay, continue. And then Donna wants to see Audrey, and uh, she's like, hey, what's up with uh, your dad and my mom? 
And uh, Audrey has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> but uh, she's like, uh, well, uh, where are they? And then Audrey gets a mischievous look in her eye. And then we cut to the office. And uh, Eileen does not want some letters from Ben. And Ben will not take them back. And then Ben gets a little handsy. Ah, that's exactly what I wrote, just to interject. <laughs> I, uh, I actually wrote Ben, pause her up. But, oh, uh, okay. but yeah, but yeah, Hansy, pause her up, uh, you know, about to break out a little Elvis. And then, uh, oh, thank no. God, Eileen says, uh, I'm good, but thanks. Okay. And then, uh, Audrey and Donna cut in, thank God, missing any sort of little Elvis scene. And, uh, they really don't get to see anything through her little hidey hole because they, uh, the conversation's already wrapped up. And we don't really have a whole lot of idea what the heck they're talking about. Well. uh, Ben and Eileen definitely have some sort of secret that involves letters. Okay, so let's let's just, uh, let's just take another look at this, because uh, I think it was Ben said, have you told her? And Eileen's like, no, my God, no, or something like that. And uh, I gotta wonder, were those love letters? And, uh... How many kids does Ben Horn actually have? Because, hmm, I don't know. Well, there is a number of children in the Hayward household that are pretty much totally unaccounted for. <laughs> so uh, I can think of two. Yeah, I mean, then those are just the ones that they've been kind enough to introduce us to. Who knows how many more they're, that they're also <laughs> ignoring. I mean, they could have a whole closet just full of swell gals. Just waiting to see the light of day. But uh, they really only have enough love for one kid in that house. Well, I don't know. It's, it seems like a lot of that was pretty suggestive. Um, uh, for sure. There's definitely, there's definitely more to this conversation than we heard, and certainly more than Donna and Audrey heard. Mm-hmm. And Donna's going to find out. Oh, yeah. She vows to find out. Also, isn't it fun that she shows up in the uh, Pepto-Bismol car? Yeah, yeah. I was like... I was, I was wondering if we haven't seen that before, right? I don't think so. I, I'd like to think that that would stand out in my mind. But again, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we've had a little break here because, uh, you know, the holidays and such. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a fun choice. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe that was Little Elvis's pink Cadillac. Ew, yuck. <laughs> I, well, God damn it. I was going to say with the return of uh, David Lynch on set, you know, something like a weird off the wall choice like that. Like, just leave the deer head on the table. Mm hmm. Like, oh, that fell down. Anyways, um, you know, that's yeah, just like one yeah. of those like off the cuff sort of, uh, you know, oh, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, she'll drive a, a bright pink, you know, neon pink mobile. He's a big fan of cars. So oh, is he? I, that, I did not know. Right. Where, where, yes. you, where were you planning on uh, uh, sharing that with us, uh, guy? I, I don't know. I, I'll, <laughs> give you his, I'll give you his autobiography if you want. No, no, that's fine. No. That's, that's so uh, I, I gotta I gotta thank <laughs> you there because uh, we did actually make it through a Gordon Cole scene without one of us doing a just awful impersonation of him, and I that's thought cool. we were gonna actually miss out on it, but then you brought it back in. So thank you, huh? thank you. I, I mean, hey, you guys are both welcome. You know, I'm always here to you know uh, to ruin your good time and uh, you know just disappoint the shit out of you. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, I really feel like I'm just really phoning it in, and there's only one true impressionist in this group. And that impressionist is, of course, our oh, yeah. very own guy, Dude Baby. No, I thought you were going to say this... me, because nothing else made sense. Well, <laughs> <at> this... 
I'm sorry. I got a lead on a beautiful pink Cadillac, guys. I know it doesn't make sense. Just use it. It'll look great. That's what yeah, I'd say. That, that's that's <laughs> Yakov oh that, that, that was a that was especially bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love I'm, you, man. But you know what? Oof. I'm I'm doing a different version of David Lynch. There's different Lynches. Oh, I'm going, this... I'm going deep cut Lynch now. Deep cut Lynch. Okay. That shampoo commercially directed in 1972. That oh, you know Lynch. What? You know what? Think think of this where he was just talking to Shelley, where he says, "I heard that." I heard that. Think of that, Lynch. Uh, that isn't up yet. No, I know, but, but that's the but impression yes. I'm doing. It was uh, a great impression is what I'm saying. God damn it. Oh, yeah, it was. Super. <laughs> oh, man. Do you take that was one of the best things. to help with your impersonations? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I do. Why do you ask? That uh, makes perfect sense. Moving on. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oh shit! I panicked. I forgot who seen it. Who seen it was? Well, it's still guys. Oh, oh, now. just one more thing. Uh, I like the way Don, Donna and Audrey's hair look in this scene. They have great big wavy curly curls. Yeah, I think very similar with the blue eyes and the hairdos. Huh. Yeah. I like, or uh, is I like that the just there to throw us off the, the scent? That you know. I don't know. I don't know. Look at me. I'm guy dude. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to lash you, out. But guy doesn't know a lot about hair. <laughs> lash <styles>. out. <laughs> I mean, well, he knows a hell of a lot about Twin Peaks. Well, because I don't have hair, is that what you're trying to say? No. Shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you're. <laughs> no, I was just going to say he doesn't know a lot about hairstyles because his head is so full of Twin Peaks knowledge. <laughs> Ooh, that was one of the worst and best saves I've ever heard in my entire life. Wait a minute. coming from you are like maybe uh, like. Two weeks less bald than me. <laughs> Just on the top of my head. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> All right. Double R, right? Uh, sorry. I, I went hysterically blind for a moment. One moment. Uh, it's hibernation sickness. It'll pass with time. Um, uh, yes. Double R. Okay. There we go. Woo. Love finds the Bureau. Coop finds Owl Cave. What? That better not be the freaking whole thing. Yeah. That's what you take from this scene. Full of just gold. What? <laughs> that's Jesus. like 27 minutes into the scene. The last thing that happens. Did yeah, you fall asleep? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, what should I say? Oh, my God. Well, take it away, June. But I... Really? I, I'm just I'm just summing things up. Oh, I mean, oh boy. Well, no, no, How about no. A coal this, this makes is... Harry yell down a hole, or uh, something to that effect. <laughs> That's what you say. Do it. <laughs> coal <laughs> makes Harry yell down a hole. That's <laughs> well, even worse the second time you said it. Um. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared, like. Some of us should have been, but anyway, yeah, for, for, for continue certain, certain. on, eggs. I think huh? it per- perfectly it, sums up the 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 uh, this scene. You know what? It is perfectly. Perfect. It is. Perfect. It was because you did such a great job last time, and generally, when you do a great job, you immediately follow it up with just wreck. So you are one hundred percent on your game. Uh, you I am suck. wrong, and you are Damn. right. Don't you patronize me, you motherfucker. You have... Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Family. <laughs> family <laughs> podcast. 
All right, fine. Okay, so uh, yeah, we uh, cut to the double R. Uh, Cooper, Truman, and uh, Gordon arrive, and uh, uh, oddly enough, uh, how about some lukewarm pork? Gordon helps Truman vomit as well. It's a real group. Of, you know, it takes a village, you guys, <laughs> to make a hungover sheriff vomit. And I mean, uh, it is yeah. truly the only effective way to, you know, feel better. Hydration. Get it out of you. Hydration and you get it out of you for sure. I don't know. I feel. Anyways. Well, OK. I think, so ha- I think it is their hangover cure is just making a puke. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that follows. So uh, Gordon, who is rapidly becoming my favorite character, um, is loudly like like Agent Gordon loudly uh, smitten with Shelly. And uh, apparently it looks like Gordon has like really loud game because he totally goes up there and uh, she puts up with it at least. Um, but uh, yeah, it was super nice. And whoa, 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 what's this? He can hear Shelly? Yeah. Like he magic. can hear her? Well, that's really nice. And I really don't like how that's like there are a couple of really nice things of people who are definitely targets of uh, a potential murderer. Uh, maybe finding partners in love. Like, well, not sure I like this setup at all. We've already established that the rule where if something good happens to someone, then that immediately is going to die. That does not apply in the show because anybody can die at any moment. For for certain, but it really does. It really does. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a red flag in in, uh, in your buddy Hedges' mind. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but weirdly enough, he can't hear the log lady because she's she makes a comment about pie being <laughs> a miracle. Will you tell the woman with the log to speak up? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that's the log lady. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I feel that they'd want to, uh, you know, yeah. clarify. Anyways, um, yeah. So weird. So uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, well, it turns out maybe uh, Gordon only wants massive, massive quantities of pie. And uh, water, because Gordon's socks are on fire. Oh, he's so uh, cute, you guys. Gordon has some lines this in this. Because is right a be- classic line, the classic scene. It's freaking, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was a delight to behold, for sure. Before he uh, talks to Shelly, he says that he wants a steak so rare you could sell it at Tiffany's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, what, the, the auction house? And I guess what, it was like uh, they auction off rarer items that I just... I think it's like, the jewelry store, right? Okay, so do they sell rare jewel? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Okay, hey, folks at home or people on Twitter, uh, why don't you at me and explain to my dumbass what the hell he meant by that? But I think it's kind of Tiffany's would sell rare jewelry or rare items. I don't know. What the hell do you want from me? Anyways. Um, oh, yeah, that, 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 that makes perfect sense. Uh, you totally cleared it right up. That makes, that, that's, I mean, it's weird as hell, but it makes sense. Thanks. For, Good job, I buddy. I can't tell if you're, like I haven't been able to tell if you've been uh, you're being serious with me since like 1998. I think was the yeah, last yeah. time. I try to Just, like make I'm, everything I'm I say sarcastic, so that if I accidentally slip up and make you feel good about yourself, you can always doubt it. So, uh, but, <laughs> like, like I wasn't gonna doubt it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like a real friend does, you know. Have so, you met uh, me? But in any event. <laughs> but yeah, so for, I, for real, I think you did crack the case there, and uh, good job. So, oh, good. Well, um, hey, you know what? Did somebody say weird interjection? Because, oh, it's a chickadee on a Dodge Dart. And uh, Annie uh, arrives with coffee and confirms that, yeah, the bird is indeed a chickadee. 
and not like a wood mm-hmm. patch or whatever the hell garbage freaking Truman was spewing. What an <laughs> asshole. Man, oh man, that guy. Freaking embarrassment. It's like, yeah, it's like a wood hatch on a freaking shelf. Chevy Malibu or something. Yeah. What an asshole. Boy, oh boy. God. <laughs> He's still drunk. Oh, man, that really does. Nah, freaking, I flipped the coffee table over and I screamed. Scared the cats half to death. Anyways. Um, He's wearing that good lipstick that, you know, makes you see wood hatches everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, secret lip balm. Um, so, uh, Annie, uh, she's a bit out of practice, but, uh, that just kind of adds to her charm, and, uh, Cooper is also smitten. So, uh, again, red flag, red flag, because, you know, we're, we're nearing the end, what, we have, like, four left, five left episodes? Something like that. Okay. Or, or 20, we'll, we'll see. We're, well, 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 in this season, I, I should have specified, um, or, 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 you know, <laughs> okay, that works too, if there's 20 left, um, but... So we're kind of closing in on uh, what would traditionally be a uh, kind of like a cliffhanger or like, you know, like a dramatic, you know, uh, wrapping up event or, you know, where people die or bad stuff happens. And it seems like, you know, that's kind of what we're uh, working our way towards. Um, so, yeah, anyways, red flags all over the place in this episode. Um, and, uh, you know, what, key, I got to ask they? you. Well, what's up with that diner? Everybody's falling in love there. You, did you guys notice in the background, and I'm actually pretty proud of myself because uh, you guys usually, and I was waiting for you, either one or both of you to say, like, <laughs> open immediately with this, but did you notice in the background what was happening? No, what? Oh, with Toad? Yes, with Toad. Okay, you saw it. I saw him um, just, like, like p- put his head up when Gordon first talked to Shelly. That's the only thing I really remember. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so it's it's in the background and you can see and kind of like on theme for everybody falling in love with this, Toad is absolutely making out with a meatloaf in the background. <laughs> what? You asshole. Oh, 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 boy. Folks at home, we, we really do have fun on uh, It's Happy Hour in France and, uh, you know, tell your friends or, you know, or, you know, tell your mom. You know, just tell somebody. Please. Tell your mom's friends. I mean, oh my god, yeah, tell your mom's friends. Yeah, yeah, don't listen to anything I said. Tell your mom's friends. Awesome. Thank you, Jude. Smitten Coop. Smitten Coop, who, uh, man, oh man, his uh, his move is to tell the worst joke ever. Yes, yeah, so, so bad that it's like, was that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm like, what? Get out of here. And then it didn't help that he got interrupted halfway through it and then had to retell it because that's kind of like. I don't know that like really lets the uh, the wind out of your sails there, and you know for you know comedy purposes. Um, I mean, Annie but, left like he was soupy sails. Like uh, he really, <laughs> they really did both. Like funniest like, man that ever lived. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure. For, oh my god, yeah, you get the hell out of here. Um, but yeah, that was it. Really had the feel like they were gonna freeze frame on that, and this is like in the credits are gonna roll. It's like <laughs> that, you know, burr, 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 in the credits. No. Okay, maybe that was just me that no, thought no, that. Yeah, it, it was very sitcom Thank you, June. Um, um, so anyways, this is a weird scene. It kind of flips back and forth. But uh, we go back to Gordon, who's just a pie-covered mess, like a freaking <laughs> a six-year-old at a pie-eating contest. But, and he wants, uh, you know, he's uh, so smitten with the, with the pie, I'm doing air quotes, with the pie, that he wants to write a, uh, like a sonnet about it or some kind of uh, ballad about it or something, like an epic poem. Epic poem, oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Epic adorable. Poem about this pie. Poem! And we cut immediately back to the table, and Cooper's there doodling, uh, you know, uh, you know, doing a little doodling there. He combines um, 
Major Briggs's and the Log Lady's tattoos. And I always thought they were brands, like burnt on, but I guess they're tattoos. <clears throat> I mean, uh, they're <clears throat> things that mysteriously showed up. I don't think they went into a parlor or anything. I think they're just... Uh... <laughs> it's just mysterious Ooh, space parlor. okay okay that's fine i just didn't, never really thought of them as tattoos i don't know why that makes any kind of difference i think he's it, just using like a shorthand okay okay oh uh it's from I'll when they were doing it. time back together Ooh, yeah. <laughs> doing a nickel up in attica yeah yeah they got the san quentin lovebird tattoo anyways uh okay so uh, again, yeah, uh, and Annie again stops by, and she's kind of uh, she's almost like the um, truth teller, Albert. Yes, Albert, the truth teller. We gotta stop sharing a brain, my friend. I but, just uh, I, I, I I just knew what you were gonna say. So okay, okay, that wasn't what I was gonna say. I just knew what you were gonna say. Well, for sure, but like she really does like uh, in this uh, like you know her observation is right on point because it's like oh yeah, it looks like the thing from Al Cave, Al Cave, you guys, yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and he confirms that that image is, in fact, in, and you guys get this. Are you sitting down? Owl Cave. <laughs> Named after owls. Uh, the, things, the things that are not what they seem. Oh, oh my God, yes, yeah, for sure. And known far and wide for their cave dwelling. Ator? Anyways. I, um, I thought she said Owl Cave, and I thought it was named after a big owl from Happy Days. Oh, my God. So that makes more sense what you're saying. Oh, I would just like to say that it's uh, uh, Harry's very funny in the scene when he's listen, watching them uh, uh, be in love. Yeah, he's, he's looking he's, back and forth at them. It's, he's it, happy yeah, for his bro, man. He he's happy for his bro. Hey, you know what? Cooper was happy uh, for him when before Josie turned out to be, you know, up to no good. Yeah, you know, nobbing, he was happy nobbing that. Nobbing it up. Whoa, nobbing it up. That's a thing you said. Because huh. she turned into a doorknob. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, yes, that's exactly what I thought you meant by that, and I completely didn't think you meant something else. So anyways. Right. Next scene. Thank you, Kai Tubin, for jumping in there and saving both of us from ourselves. James gives Donna a postcard. Oh. Donna gives Doc the third degree. I mean, that, that was great, terrible, average. You are... I never know what to expect, and I, I love the mystery. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, so James uh, sends Donna a postcard from San Francisco, and he's like, hey, babe, I am loving San Francisco. Going to head down to some to Mexico, having a great time. No wish you were here and there. But, uh, you know, just uh, take, check out my fun vacation. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back. And then uh, Doc Hayward comes in, and he sees her, and he's like, oh, postcard from James, huh? Oh, he's... He's hoping that uh, Donna catches herself a James because that's that would be good for what? the family. Yeah, yeah, he could he could help uh, huh. watch all the youngins, however many there are. Um, <laughs> As more. previously, uh, uh, you know, hinted at, there are an amount. Yes, but anyway, yeah. So then uh, Donna does start to give uh, Doc the third degree. She's like, uh, "Hey, yeah, uh, so what does uh, how does Mom know Ben?" And Doc's like, I, I don't think they know each other. And she's like, oh, well, they know each other. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, you know, there's a lot of charity. And uh, he's like, she's like, well, you know, I saw her with him this morning. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Um, um, oh, she totally told me that she was going to go <laughs> hang out with him this morning to talk about charities. I, I remember that. 
that's that's what happened. And mm-hmm. he says it in a way that makes me think maybe that's not what happened. Really? But uh, geez, I didn't I mean, have any follow-up questions. <laughs> but yeah, hard Weird. to tell. Hard to tell. Maybe he's just. Uh, maybe I'm just overly suspicious. And then some flowers come uh, to the house, and they are for Eileen. And I was fully expecting Doc to go like, "Oh yeah, I, I sent those flowers," but uh, instead he just kind of <laughs> looks sad. And uh, I, I, I wonder what's going on here, <laughs> because I think he he might be wrapped up in this cover up of whatever the hell's going on. And that's about all that happens in that scene. Just uh, maybe, maybe a cover up, or maybe some questionable action. Look, it's look, I'm just saying. Hard to tell. Is is Doc Hayward not Donna's father? Because that's really what they're heavily handedly kind of suggesting here. And what of Harriet? I mean, that, that whenever they're talking about a Hayward child, it's impossible to know which Hayward child because he loves them all equally and is constantly talking about all of them. So, or maybe he hasn't mentioned Harriet in a season and a half. Yeah, or Piano Girl. <laughs> you know, maybe remember, she's not that swell of a gal. Yeah, remember Piano Girl? The other sister? Oh, Destiny. my God. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Where the, are they? That's what I'm saying. There is an amount of daughters that are missing in this house, and everybody's like, oh, we got to figure out what happened with Laura Palmer. But what about all the other mysteries in this town? Oh, man, they got all caught up with Laura Palmer that they just forgot to look after their own kid. Wow. Kids? At least two of them. <laughs> Jeez, you guys, you guys ever notice that this show is kind of weird? Nope. Is that just me? No. You're going to love this one, uh, June. Audrey recites poetry for Professor... Uh, Audrey Audrey recites poetry for Professor Creepy Earl. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, you know, concise, it's to the point. It's a short scene, short summation. Funny little Actually, there's bit there. I, I dig it. A little dollop of uh, information. We thank you. I have no idea what you want. I mean, <laughs> we sure hey, that was flat. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Oh, oh my. I wouldn't have a lot. Uh, of nickels. Not, not very many people are concerned about what I want. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we uh, cut back to, uh, well, not back, but we cut to the, li- the Twin Peaks Library, which I feel we've been here before. Is that correct? Hmm. Maybe. I can't remember if we have. Um, it's in the almost. high school. I think maybe we have on the day that people found out Laura was dead. Right. But, uh, I want to say that there was another scene in here at some point, but maybe I'm just making crap up. It's That's probably very pro- possible. Probably like James and Leo having book club, maybe. Oh, very. Yeah, yeah. They, they read fried green tomatoes and cried. It was nice. That's, Anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're at the library, and uh, so any other show, any other show, and I wouldn't care, and I wouldn't have mentioned it, but forget it, it's Twin Peaks. So we kind of open um, as Audrey kind of uh, picks through the books there, and then we go to a wider shot from there, and it's a weird, uh, there's a weird filter on it. It gets kind of like a, the quality of the film kind of gets a soft focus on it oh, yeah. for a bit yeah, until... Okay, okay, so okay, so I'm not alone in noticing that. I thought maybe it was just maybe something on the DVD, the quality on the DVD or something. Um, so, yeah, but, um, just enough time for, um, 
for uh, Sneaky Windham Earl. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Edward Perkins to uh, that's who that was. I didn't to even show put up together. Oh man, you're a lunkhead. Um, you should send a postcard to Donna. Oh, <laughs> it was a roundabout and terrible diss. Someday, the guy who plays James, completely, completely in the right, is going to show up at my house and just beat the hell out of me. And uh, you know what? Nope, that's nope. That's I mean, I bet he can fight. He played. I bet he can. Movie. Yep, yep, yep. Guess what? I can't do. I'll make comments at him. We'll see what happens. Well, in any event, if that happens, um, I bet uh, yeah. your comments stop before his fists get tired. Uh, almost certainly, yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, in any event, um, <laughs> the subject away from me being beaten savagely and deservedly, but you know, fair enough. Um, so yeah, uh, Edward Perkins uh, just happens to be uh, you know he conveniently teaches poetry. Well, that's good and. Oh, weird. Uh, Audrey just happens to have a poem on her. And uh, he he has her read it and then completes the end of it. And then, guys and folks at home, it gets weird. Because he gets a little weird about it, weirdly enough. You know, decides that it's gotten weird and she's going to leave. But uh, what does he say? Something like, uh, oh, man, Shelly. He's like, what? Like, you were there reading Shelly. You look like a queen. He's like, okay, well, crazy professor poetry pants. I'm leaving, and she does. And so there's yeah, a, a the poet point. named Shelley. Yes. Yes. He wasn't. No, I get that. The okay. Names of the girls that he hits on in this town. Yes. Uh, well, he's got you know. The guy lives. You know, he, he's got a full day. He knows how to fill yeah. an afternoon, and he's stalking one person, and he's quoting poetry at another one. But yeah. Um, to our young listeners out there, if you're at the library and okay. a. <laughs> older, creepy-ish librarian says, oh, no, no, you read the love poem to me. You just run. Run! (laughs) You just get out. Yeah. No, that's good advice. Never read a book again. This is what happens when you read books. And we just learned about what he wants to do with the queen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a joke he's making to himself, you know. About oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, well, back you to know, the playing I don't cards and whatnot. Oh yeah, no, that, that, I get it, I get it. It's just that. Remember the queens, you know, like a couple scenes ago. Oh, uh, the queen. Shut up. So to Audrey, though, it has to come off as really strange and uh, you know, and yeah, completely random. Yeah, and she makes the right choice by leaving. I love how like innocent uh, so far all three of them have been. Where like. Uh, old stranger comes up to talk to them and like, I mean, at least since she wasn't like, Hey, come into my house and let me serve you a pop, you know? <laughs> so she did better than some of them, but all of them are so like, uh, welcoming to well, the old man. Ah, I think at this point, the whole town, like after they kind of catch Laura Palmer's murder, I think maybe everybody's let their guard down just a little bit. Yeah, we, we've checked Especially out a creepy event in this town. It's a free-for-all. Woo-hoo! Oh, for sure. But, like, except for the police, nobody really knows about Wyndham Earl. You know, like, there was that, I guess, you know, that murder, but, like, how publicized was that? So, yeah, that was an odd scene. And uh, Audrey leaves, and, uh, you know, Wyndham just, uh, you know, kind of amuses himself by... Uh, just smokes inside of a public library. Yep. Oh, yeah, Is which I'm sure is not against the rules, so you know he's, yeah. like, you know... He's like, bad news, this guy. Yeah, old books, open (laughs) flames. That's what we dig. 
<laughs> yup, burr. I think that was the uh, Bookhouse Boys motto. Yeah. Annie and Shelley gossip about Pooh. I know. Give it to me. Give it to me. I can take that's, it. That's a pretty actually good pretty concise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have uh, yeah Annie, uh, Annie <laughs> so and Shelley. I just have to like preempt the, the the abuse and then you won't give it to me. No. Well, no, you have to do a good no. job, but what, 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 this what? is like no. a it's like a two minute scene, and that's suck. exactly Shut what up. happens. Just go. Yeah. So anyway, oh, Annie, I'm the jerk, but okay. Annie and Shelley uh, talk about Coop. <laughs> no, actually, uh, they they talk about the convent a bit, and then uh, Annie's like, "Yeah, everybody always act, treats me like I just got out of prison or something." And uh, Shelley's like, "Oh, well, shit, uh, I, I didn't know." <laughs> She's like, yeah, we had cable TV and newspapers, Ooh. and uh, we were hipping with it. <laughs> and then, then they talk about boys. Oh. <laughs> and uh, she, but she doesn't like boys. It's fine. And, uh, uh, end scene. I don't believe her. Yeah. Oh, not for a moment. Not for a moment. It's like, oh, oh. I see. I mean, she, Dale Cooper. I, yeah, Shelley gives like a knowing glance, like, oh, you laughed at. The worst joke I've ever heard. Uh, so, yes. Uh, I that think is you're at least slightly interested. Because ambitiously the worst joke ever. Unless you really need tips, you are not laughing at that joke. <laughs> oh, she needs tips. Whoa. Jeez, okay. So All right. Happy hour in France after hours. Andy is brave and strong and horny as hell. Whoa. I mean, totally off the rails, but uh, I'll let it slide. Okay, we cut back to the sheriff's office. Um, and, oh, um, dude, 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 dude. That was a rope he was sliding down on. I, th- I think I can see we're getting confused now. <laughs> that was actually a rope tied to the ceiling. He oh, wasn't like, incredibly uh, well endowed. Yeah. He's doing a pole dance for. Yeah, he wasn't like spider cocking from the roof. He, uh, spider cocking? <laughs> <laughs> ah. So anyways, uh, hashtag spider cocking. Uh, Twitter folks, hashtag spider cocking. Let's get that trending, please. Um, so so Lucy, Lucy's just minding her own business, setting uh, some chess moves at her desk there. And Andy, uh, you know, we were kind of repels by, you know, as you do in a lobby, you know, you just kind of... Um, Hawk is there, and he's just kind of like, even he doesn't know what the hell Andy's up to. And uh, I have lots of questions, but... He's um, practicing. I mean, yeah, but you would practice in like a tree or down the side of a wall or like on like a well, rock. Yeah, eventually, you work your way up to a tree or a rock. You so, start out in the lobby, I'm sure. I mean, I feel that they should be together, and I'm rooting for them. Like I'm shipping them pretty hard. She seems, she seems into it. Lucy is. I, I feel like this is her olive branch, and it's just, it's just very nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, she did thank him for his help with the weasel riot, though. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. And uh, the Weasel Riot's going to be the name of my prog rock band moving forward. Just thought I'd throw I mean, that it's, out it's there. A good, it's a good name. If it doesn't exist already, it's... It, really you sure. got to claim, I, keep your dirty grubs off it. So yeah, so she pro- makes Andy promise he'll be careful. And uh, and uh, well, what the hell, Andy? Uh, is there a hole in the floor? Because he's just going to continue to rappel down to the basement from there? Like, I don't understand most of that scene. Like, <laughs> See, that's why it was the perfect spot to spider cock because, like, uh, you know, there was plenty of room to go down. You really he's doing like he's he's doing the uh, 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 the repelling version of like that walk that like Mike Myers does. <laughs> yeah, where oh, he goes down like the, the stairs. 
like behind a table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also love how you're using spidercock as a verb now. <laughs> like kind of, or is like the perfect place to spidercock? Actually, would that be what an adverb? Or what would that be? Hey, grammar people, hit me up on Twitter. I, I'm so confused. Yeah, use spidercock in a sentence on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. But yeah, she also says that he was more helpful than some dick they know. <laughs> Calling dick dick never gets old. Yep. We done there? I mean, I hope so. All right. Spider cock. <laughs> <laughs> Railroad spikes and tuning forks. You know what? I like it. I like it. I mean, at least you didn't waste our time. That's for cool. sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, that'd make up uh, like your uh, uh, guy dude with his autobiography. That'd make a great title. Hmm. At least I didn't waste your time with it. <laughs> I mean, either or. Either or. We're, we'll, we'll workshop both. Yeah, so uh, Harry and Coop are also going spelunking over to some sort of dark minion pageant. I'm, I'm not sure really what they're really up ooh, to. Oh, 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 oh. My <laughs> note is Cooper is ready to be a guest on Sprockets. <laughs> nice. Huh? Nice. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh man, remember that freaking SNL bit from freaking thirty years ago? Oh. I mean, to be honest, oh. it is. Speaking of Mike Myers I, again. Yeah, I say oh, that's this a weird. Lot, yeah, that's but, a fair uh, point. That that is a completely modern reference for this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I referenced soupy oh. sales earlier, so uh, yeah, Sprockets <laughs> is uh, cutting edge, my friend. Cutting edge. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, we're terrific. Anyways, yeah. continue. So yeah, uh, Coop and Harry also going spelu- spelunking or uh, sparocketing, whichever. And <laughs> uh, uh, Pete sends his next move. Uh, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, it does mean that they will lose a pawn. And uh, Harry asks, well, should we still do it? And he's like, well, if we uh, we do it, we'll lose a pawn. Uh, but uh, we will, then he'll lose his bishop, so he'll lose advantage. So uh, I guess Pete knows what he's doing. So they, they so- chess master Pete here. Okay, for sure, but the pawn represents a uh, living person. Yes, and his bishop um, um, represents nothing. Like, it represents his advantage in the game, but it's not... Okay, I mean, that's fine, but it's just well, like... They, they knew they were going to play... They knew it was impossible to play a game without losing any pieces. They're just trying to play For sure, a game yeah, they're trying to mitigate the damage. As few yeah. pieces as possible. For sure, for sure. So, it's just but uh, they, they are kind of cavalier about the fact that they're about yes, to thank you. potentially send someone to their death if if Windermerl sticks to what he was doing so far anyway. But uh, you know, Windermerl's a wild card, so who knows? Uh, Perry asks if uh, Gordon's going spelunking as well, and uh, he's like, "Oh no, uh, Shelley agreed to take him to the doctor to get his ears checked out." Ben talks up Audrey while Johnny does stuff we won't talk about. The hardest truth first. Um, Johnny's having some me time. Um, he's getting pretty <laughs> good at those uh, with his target practice, though. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben's observing him from his office. So uh, anyways, it's carrot time, guys. Um, <laughs> Ben's looking for the unvarnished truth. And uh, very Bugs Bunny of him in there in that scene. He's almost like kind of manic like that, chomping on that carrot. Um. He's looking for the unvarnished truth, and um, Audrey apparently now has new responsibilities. He used to be a sleazy, rapacious heel, but he wants to turn over a new leaf, it seems like. So pack a bag, Audrey. You're going to breakfast confab with the environmentalists about the pine weasel, and that's a thing I just said out loud. 
<laughs> Never thought that's a thing I'd say. But anyways, so, uh, and um, Audrey, having made possible plans earlier with uh, Johnny as uh, little mm. at first, he's like, oh, no, uh, well, I might, uh, oh, geez, and he kind of gets swept up in it. But who should arrive but Johnny, you know, Johnny himself. And uh, so John strikes out because uh, Audrey <laughs> decides to go um, on her uh, her errand with the uh, environmentalists in Seattle. So uh, I'd like to point out at this point, um, they retire to the couch, uh, Ben and John. And uh, Ben uh, transforms into a carrot breath shoeless close talker where he kind of scoots <laughs> over. And uh, um, he's like, well, yeah, t-, you know, he's like, you know, you know, I don't, maybe I don't know how to be good. It's like, oh God, dude, stop it. It's like, you know, it's like, well, you know, it's like, listen to your heart and uh, always tell the truth. He's like, oh boy, wow, that's neat. And start with the hardest truth first. It's like, oh, I love that. I love that. I'm in love with your daughter. And boy, oh boy, that is a big freaking thing to throw out there. But uh, fortunately, uh, Johnny spilled the beans and uh, uh, Ben was, was like, he was in, he was delighted by that. He was delighted by that. And he offered him a carrot that he pulled from his jacket pocket, which was in no way sweaty and or warm. <laughs> so, uh, nice. My, okay. My notes literally say Ben is delighted and they celebrate with carrots. See, now that's how you do a synopsis, Guy Dudeman. So here's the thing. What? Oh. I'm not so sure he is delighted. He, did he maybe plan this whole thing to try to have them try to split them up yep 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 that might be the case because he um he says this thing i'm just drawing connections here from like from past episodes he goes Mm -hmm. he literally says oh heck just the way that um uh hank did when he was being insincere with uh with his wife uh uh, norma norma thank you jeez you you could be right you could be wrong but i i think he was legit delighted right it's, it's, they're, okay. They're, they're, they're dancing a line here, and it's, they, yeah, for they, sure. They don't want you to know where exactly Ben is right right now. I think is that's I think that's really uh, on you know in character. Like I want to think that you know I want to believe that he's trying to turn over a new leaf. But can a leopard change its spots? I'm not sure. Oh no, wait, hold on. Can a pine weasel change its coat? It very well <laughs> may, because maybe they turn white in the winter. I don't know. That just seems like a good idea. In order for him to just decide to be a good guy, yeah, that's a lot, because he was pretty shitty. I he mean, was yeah. one of the shittiest of people in Twin Peaks. I'm just saying that for him to just decide, oh, I'm just going to be a nice guy now, is it's it's like a little bit understating the, the severity of the things that he's done. Andy's hijinks leads to pay dirt. That's it. All right, so uh, we have uh, we got the dudes. They're spelunking, dropping oh, down in the are. cave here. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, there too. Oh yeah, and uh, you know Andy's as good a spelunker as we'd all expect. And, uh, <laughs> Just wow, so he's uh, untying himself. Um, Hawk uh, says that he'll take uh, Coop and crew over to the uh, the symbol. That they're looking for, so they uh, they go over and Hawk shows them the symbol. It's the uh, you know two symbols combined into one large hole, and uh, then all of a sudden, and this is gonna be weird. 
they're in Owl Cave, uh-huh. and all of a sudden this owl screeches and goes completely like buggo, and uh, is buzzing them. And uh, as you do with an owl, Andy tries to stab it with a pickaxe, and uh, accidentally <laughs> no, sure. stabs a hole into the wall of the cave, which you're like, oh, right, that way. Right, right on the glyph. Yeah, right in the fire. And, yeah, uh, weirdly. But then something happens, Ooh. and a secret passages or secret panels revealed, and uh, Coop says, "Coincidence." And fate factor largely. I in think our not. Lives. Great line. Yeah. Yeah. Follow Pretty by dead. only an even better line. I don't know where this is going to lead us, but I have a feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. Mm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And then so, uh, they apparently oh, just right. leave. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I get into that later, but what the hell, guys? I have a. I have a thing to say about that later on. But anyways, um, so a uh, couple of things uh, just from my notes. Uh, fierce ghosts and beer drinkers, which I thought was a fun juxtaposition. Um, and then you guys, um, and uh, June especially, that is, a, is that the cave at Bronson Canyon where they filmed that? I, I'm almost positive it's not. Oh, boo. Okay, well, all right, fine. You're a thief of joy. Um, uh, generally, yes. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. So, uh, and then furthermore, okay, this one, less debatable. That is some 90s uh, special effects there with that owl. And my God, people, if, if anybody out there jumped up and started singing the labyrinth theme, because sudden labyrinth owl, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, that, that, yeah, was and then real, that wasn't special effects. That was a real owl. They didn't speed it up or whip it around or puppet it or. Nope, that was just a real owl. Well, thanks for freaking shitting right down the neck of my hilarious Labyrinth joke. Yeah, his name was <laughs> Lou, uh, and uh, he was actually a pleasure to work with. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that's like, having somebody that's a pleasure to work with. <laughs> oh, and and not a neck shitter, not a, a guy that just shits on your joke. <laughs> Neat. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's, uh, that, Damn, those are all the notes take I that, have. June? Uh, I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> World's shittiest bartender, Coop's works distracted by Annie. But 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 seriously, is is that really a drink? It isn't rum and, and freaking tonic. That's not a it thing. Makes, it's, no, wait, it hold makes on. Sense, Let me just because like one's tart Shut and one's sweet. They're both sweet. Tonic's not sweet. Oh, it is a thing. Hold on, rum and tonic. It's a cocktail, and it says right here is. Oh wait, hold on. People also ask. Top comment is rum and tonic good. It's almost like a sub- subtle version of the dark and stormy, less spicy sweetness, and more intriguing nuance. Either way, it's a deliciously simple rum drink that's perfect for sipping any time. Hey, fuck you, Google. Uh, also, um, folks at home, dark and stormies, uh, look up that recipe. Those are wonderful. So rum and tonic is a thing. It didn't sound like a thing. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. hey, anybody think that uh, that the bartender looked a little like uh, one of the uh, uh, Renault brothers, whose name I can't remember, but he worked at the thing? Well, he's a large guy behind a bar. Yeah, that's close enough for me. There you go. So we cut back to the Great Northern, and we're in the bar, and we pan over lots of, uh, uh, maybe it's subliminal, or maybe I'm just looking too far into it, but it's like lots of couples, and I think there was an engagement, or at least hmm. the, uh, uh, the giving of jewelry, but it's like it's like they're setting a tone for um, 
uh, for coupling in the sense that people are pairing up. Yeah, people they're are all just shining their love all over this episode. Oh my God! Shine, shine, shine their love. Man, you are so on board with the vibe I'm I'm feeling right now, June and uh, Missy's out there. Just, just, uh, just. I don't know. It's just so nice. Um, let your light shine down. All right. Okay. So <laughs> one of us doesn't get what uh, isn't picking Whoa. up what we're putting down, and and that's fine. Fucking casual. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, oddly enough, uh, who walks in but Annie? And uh, why is she at the Great Northern Bar? Yeah, it's the classier bar rather than uh, rather than going. Yeah, that's to the fine. Bike. I want to say that maybe former nuns going to the classy joint. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine. I want to say that maybe she was there because maybe she thought she'd run into somebody. And weirdly enough, who's to walk in speaking to Diane, which is someone that I don't think we've mentioned in quite a while. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, Diane's back. But you know what? Hey, Diane, bam, you can wait. Remember that scene in, uh, in, uh, swingers at the end. I don't refresh my memory. I don't know. He just kind of like he chooses yeah. one person over the other. Anyways, uh, it was walks just, into it the bar. He's like calling everybody baby. It's it's a fun time. Yep, it was like that, and he was wearing a bowling shirt. No, yeah. but, oh my beautiful okay, babies so, at the the lodge. Yeah, oh my Dutch babies. So yeah, and he's she's enjoying her rum and tonic, and uh, Cooper uh, just shows up. It's like um, that was just a really nice coincidence. He was in the uh, the bar in the uh, hotel he lives in. Just you know. He's just a tad condescending with her, isn't he? Or am I just being overly? Well, she says that everybody uh, like everybody treats her like with like kid gloves, like you know she just got out on leave. For sure, but he totally does start. He does. He's totally like like his opening line. Almost his opening line is, "Boy, everything's new to you." It's like, oh man, it's just reminding me. It's like, oh, it's like a puppy. Every day is the first day. It's like, oh man, it's like I don't know. And maybe it was meant to be sweeter. And I'm a jaded asshole that just didn't catch that and that's that very stuff that might be fair thanks there's a there's a podcast i've talked about this podcast before they're called um the gifted and the damned is what the podcast is called and uh they have this thing with with coop they call him every now and then they call him condescending coop he'll say something here and there okay it's it's condescending coop yeah okay no i see that i see that occasionally i feel he works on a higher level than most people but what like here it's just like I feel maybe his heart was in the right place, but I also feel it's just like maybe she didn't need to hear somebody tell her. Like, she knows she's been in the convent, and she knows, yeah. you know. Like, that might be a sore subject, and I get, you know, well, okay, you know what, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, progress here, because um, uh, he notices her scars almost immediately after, so maybe he feels like kind of an asshole at that point. Because she's there because mm-hmm. she she tried to commit suicide. Is that is that right, or am I making that up? I, that sounds, uh, that's that a possibility. Seems- well, okay, but do they never mean? do they never confirm it? Okay, that's cool. Okay, okay. And well, she doesn't yeah, want to yeah, talk what else about could it. that mean? I mean. Well, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it seems so, like hmm. there's there's lots of things that could have happened, but we we don't know what the answer is. For well, sure. Well, if she for just ac- if she accidentally cut herself that uh, might well, have been the thing. Well, shaving, then she probably would have said that. <laughs> shaving. I mean, I caught myself earlier today shaving my wrists. It's I mean, that's a that's a tricky spot. It's a tricky yeah. spot. What if she's like secretly Andy's sister and not telling anybody and she just does stuff that, uh, you know, seems impossible, but somehow she does it. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. She's Norma's sister. 
Shit. Yeah, but that's why I said secretly Andy's sister, not like oh uh, my god knowledge. Right. You know what? Let's okay. just let's let's just let's just uh, okay. You know what? You know what? You know, let's just freaking let the cat out of the bag. She's a secret Hayward daughter that they forgot about. I mean, I think we are all done. Hayward daughters. Done. Wrap it up. We're done. No. Okay. So here, this is actually pretty important. Cooper's condescending, and then he notices her scars, and she doesn't want to talk about it. But Cooper offers to help, and uh, why do I, like, she's into that, but why do I not trust her one bit? I don't trust any of this. Because mm. you guys don't trust anybody. I trust some people. Well, what do you uh, mean? I trust my cat Crowley, and I trust Mrs. Heggs, and that's about it. What do you mean, Heggs? What don't you trust about this? Her mysterious past. Her, uh, in, uh, like her, her, um, her reticence to even like, uh, you know, discuss anything. Um, the whole, like, I can fix you. And she's like, well, okay, fine. Like, I don't know. She put up just enough of a fight to make it suspicious to me. Also, uh, you know what? Um, who's to know, uh, what those scars are from. And maybe, uh, she's just Bob in disguise. Yeah. I said it. Is she Bob? She's Bob, oh. isn't she? Yeah. Oh, oh she is. Neither ah, 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 ah. Return of Heg's hot takes that is the hottest hegs take um of late i don't know it's just this show has taught me one thing and it's um 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 and june um you know just it flying in the face of everything you've said i don't trust anybody in this show i don't i really don't i think Koof offers her to help her with a problem that she uh doesn't want to talk about and uh he and she says okay you know it may be a handful and uh but she, uh, they're in for it. She's like a fish out of water. She just came out of the convent. She doesn't know. The perfect her, cover uh, for a maniac. Maniac cover. It is possible. That's the name of my prog rock band. I changed my mind. <laughs> we are now Maniac Cover. We are a, a cover band, and we only cover the song Maniac from Flashdance and, uh, and Psycho Killer <laughs> by the Talking Heads. We have two songs. We're on. We're the fuck out of there. Give me my free drink tickets, and then I'm off. And uh, You know, I got jazzercise. You uh, know, I can't band, be in this cover band all the time. The band Firewind does a cover of Maniac, and there's no way you can do it better, so uh, find a new calling. Here, here's an idea. Uh, Firewind, totally made up. Just th- throwing that out there. And then also, uh, you know what? Have, have you not heard my cover? Because I bet you haven't. Uh, I haven't, but I know Firewinds is better. Okay, that's fine. Your precious Firewind wins. Uh, good. Ah. Good. You hear that, good. Firewind? I hope you're happy. Are you happy? We Are you satisfied? <laughs> Are you we satisfied? Oh, good. All right, next scene. Firewind, the band that June just made up that he's probably <laughs> vaguely in. Anyways, she doesn't want to talk about it. I don't trust it. And I'll leave it there. Next scene, please. Oh, this is a good scene, too. Earl improves upon Andy's Andy work. Did you just say Andy work? I did not. I said Andy's handiwork, but what that is Andy work. Okay, we're no longer friends because like you're, Andy work should be a term right. we use moving for forward. I'm gonna repel next to you. I got my boots stuck in a wall. <laughs> I shat on a raccoon. <laughs> like that's Andy work. No, I just realized that I'm ripping off Charlie work from It's Always Sunny. You know what? Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, not Andy really, work though, sounds cause... like handiwork. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just like... Hmm. But Charlie Anyways. work sounds like barley work, so it all works out. <laughs> That's my favorite grain. Oh, my God, you guys, fuck this podcast. You should do one about our favorite grains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I call sorghum. Oh, God damn. 
Mm. Hell, hell, wheat, wheat. Wheat? <laughs> All right, so anyway, oh, uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, the Coop and the boys were down in the cave. They made some very important discoveries, and they just strolled off uh, and uh, left the cave uh, completely oh. unguarded from looters or whatever. I don't freaking know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big Drinky and the Party Boys are going to be down here pushing their knobs. But, uh, what did that sentence even mean? Yeah, they were down here. They discovered that thing, and then they just left. So Windham Earl comes strolling in, and he's like, oh, check this out. Those doofuses fucking left this thing right open for the touching. And then he touched it. After noticing on the roof that this symbol was the same but inverted, he uh, gave the knob the old twist, if you know what I mean. Was the inverted rune an owl? It's an owl, right? It's supposed to be an owl? It's owlish for sure. Okay, okay. It sure looks yeah, like Yeah, they're kind of an owl in a mountain or something maybe, but uh, he, he turns the knob and then uh, some very convincing earthquake and uh, effects happen. Some sand pours in out of the holes and uh, that's the scene. My point here, and this is what sticks in my craw, Cooper and crew didn't try anything. They just said, well, there's an anonymous secret panel with a rune lever in, in a cave, so uh, who's hungry? And they just left? Yeah. They hadn't had donuts in, in 45 minutes, so they had to get back to the station because they need their Oh, donuts. my freaking God. It was an odd choice. I'm like, yes! the, the scene just happened. I'm like, uh, I so, know. so wait, we're continuing the cave and they're just gone? Are they like hiding and waiting for him? Are they going to jump out and be like, aha, we got gotcha. you. Because I mean, we're not, like, we're not just going to like find this like lever and not do something with it. We're going to just be like, ah, yes, I think we're going to go someplace strange and wonderful. Like Wendy's for Frosty's. <laughs> hey, Frosty's on me, gents. That's fine. All right. So, hey, guys. Yeah. Episode aces. Cool. Mm. I got some aces. Um, oh, I got tons of them. Um, no, just okay. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm taking the lead. I'm, 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 I'm grabbing the reins. Hmm. Oh, for oh, sure. Dude, that for was sure. my number one. Gordon Cole yelling into the ears of Wyndham Earl through the bonsai tree. That was amazing. amazing. Bonsai. It was like that. <laughs> so. uh Okay, so just uh, just gonna knock him out here quick. The highest pants on a human ever. Um, um, <laughs> the, the vomit helpers. Hey, folks at home, I'm getting credits sick. How about some lukewarm pork? Gordon Cole. And then furthermore, follow up. Boing! Don't make light of boing, son. Um, Agent Dale Cooper is back. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and Nadine checking out. Full of. Pre-marital wedding night bliss. Are they married or just well? In any event, they did it, and we know it. Pretending um, to be married. Sh- uh, freaking uh, Gordon Cole can hear Shelley. That's amazing. Um, what about Harriet? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't know. Um, Andy repels by uh, you know uh, uh, Lucy's desk. That made no sense. Uh, calling Dick a dick. Sudden labyrinth owl, and so many more. But those are the ones. I got a uh, Cole, Cole yelling. Uh, that was uh, great. I got uh, Coop and Cole trying to make Harry sick. Also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vomit pals. There's just like so much love in this episode that uh, very nice. 
I mean, I mean, the consensual love in this episode is great. Oh, I mean, oh the, yes, yes. The less than consensual advances, I could have done without. But you know, it's Twin Peaks. There's always going to be a little of that. But, uh, but yeah, the that's uh, how great. The hell? I mean, it's really not. There's. I wish there was much less non-consensual love in this show. But uh, there yeah. is. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's an amount of seemingly consensual, uh, you know, feelings budding up all over the place. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. That's nice. You gotta wonder, guys. Um, all this uh, this love fest that this last episode was—all these people declaring their feelings for each other and like making making moves and like making eyes and stuff—you know they're just setting us up for something horrible, right? My number one ace is the sweater. Man, he really liked that sweater. Been a huge proponent of that sweater this whole episode. He's wearing it as we speak. <laughs> Um, and, uh, man, Gordon Cole, I mean, I just, Gordon he's Cole. Cool. He's great. He, him and Shelly, you know, yeah, and, and, and uh, Coop and, and Harry. Yeah, despite the Ooh. fact that he just saw his girlfriend turn into a knob, like, pretty much yesterday, he's yeah, still that's... happy for Coop's love, and that's, like, that's <laughs> a real friend. I want to say right. it's a little while later, but it's still not long enough I mean, to get it was over this, the fact that you're... It was this week, for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's not long enough to get over the fact that your girl turned into a knob, which is a thing I just said, and I can't to believe be, I said it, but okay. To be to be fair, he didn't actually see the knob part. That was something that we right. saw, the audience saw. But Well, he saw his saw. girlfriend die of... Die. Completely oh, unknown reasons right in front of him. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Died of fear. Yeah, and then she lost uh, just, like, her body weight. Like, she just had the world's biggest poo on that bed. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. I mean, you're not wrong, but wow. She's been backed up for a long time. Oh, my God. It's too much cheese. It was all that stress. And then, like, once, you know, she died, there was was more stress. Yeah. just Stress cheese. Out. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, yeah. Now we've all been there, right, folks at home? Um, hey, guys. Hey! What, what now? Horny's booming! Looks like a hog to me. Looks like a hog to me. You know what? I got to say, I, I don't really feel that there was a horniest moment. I, I got some suggestions, as I always do. Well, okay, so Gordon and Shelly. For sure, but that was you. more sweet. It wasn't horny. See, but see, yeah, there it was. But also, when Cole came up from okay. like uh, onto the camera... With just uh-huh. that cherry pie all over his lips. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think uh, I think that might have been a horny moment. Holy! I'm not saying moly. anybody else was okay, horny in there, didn't... but wow. I think Cole was horny. At least horny for pie. Shelly is Cole's cherry pie. That's not where I was going. I just said he enjoys pie. Holy moly! Oh come on! That's I mean, totally if you're going to jump to some wild conclusion that cherry pie represents oh. something else, then I have to show you a Warren video that'll teach you otherwise. Cherry pie is just about cherry pie. So then uh, another horny moment was clearly in their post-coital bliss. Snake and Nadine. Nadine just uh. 
go into town on that lollipop. Snading. Oh, remember that? Go into town? Yeah. How oh, much yeah. guy hated it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, there's no, there's no more a uh, 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 domino, so they replaced the domino yeah. uh, with a uh, much more appropriate. Uh, yeah, an all day sucker. To town on. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I guess that was a pretty horny moment. I totally blocked that. It's so weird because I still don't understand why uh, Mike, aka Snake, um, like had such a, a massive change of heart as far as his uh, relationship with Nadine. I'm telling you, purely uh, physical. And, it's intensely physical. But also, uh, for I, sure, I, for I, sure. I don't know. I, I first started thinking, hey, this is a, you know, a middle-aged woman uh, who thinks she's a high school kid. Maybe she shouldn't be making decisions. And then I also thought, hey, this is a high school kid uh, with a middle-aged woman. Uh, maybe this relationship uh, shouldn't uh, work out. But now, you know, in comparison to all the other unhealthy relationships in Twin Peaks, I'm kind of for it. Mike looked very happy. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. thrilled. And yeah. good for him. That's great. Yeah, yeah they, they, they truly look like a happy couple. And That's... then also, I would say that uh, not so much as when uh, John Justice Wheeler was uh, saying to Audrey, talking about his hammer and nails, because that, that's just quoting uh, <laughs> a girl's grandma or grandfather to try to woo her. Not, Additionally, not great. Not a particularly horny moment, but... Then when Audrey turns back around and she's like, oh, yeah, if you're bringing a hammer, you better bring nails. I think that was kind of a horny moment. I'm going with um, a toad and the meatloaf. Oh, man. Unless that was something you made up. Who, me? Who, me? You, you offend me, sir. <laughs> it was a I mean, beautiful I, scene between a man and a meatloaf. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, even if, <laughs> if it was there or it wasn't, I honestly can't remember. But I'm sure... That wasn't like a horny moment. That was just like a heartfelt touching moment with just a man and his loaf. Look, okay, just be glad that you couldn't see underneath the counter because I assure you, it was a horny moment. I mean, I was saying just anything below counter level is just freaking like a cherry pie crime scene everywhere down there. <laughs> Good fucking God, man. You real, Okay, you got to dial it back. Also, cherry pie crime scene. I'm taking that name too. All right. I think we did a, an episode. I don't know if it was good or bad. I have my suspicions, eh. but uh, we did one. <laughs> it happened. I was there, I think. Thanks, everybody, for listening. My God. The, the last episode, like, like people are, like, listening to it? Like, Maybe. What was it? I mean, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Thank, thank you, everybody, so much. Like, we're I'm absolutely flattered. If you keep listening, we'll keep making them. And if you don't, we're still going to make them. You just won't. Probably. Yep. Yeah, sorry. You just won't know it. <laughs> and seriously, if you're if you just to satisfy my ego, if you, if you're listening, send us an email. You yeah, don't have or, to say anything. Just just say or a tweet. Just say hi. Yeah, even if it's something hurtful, guys into it. That's why he has us on his podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey glutton guy, for pu- glutton for punishment. Hey guy. Yes. Shut up. I love it. Say it again. <laughs> See? Shut oh, up. New horniest moment. Oh, oh, oh God. No, wait, I got it. No, wait, hold on. The man over my head. Yeah. All right, guys. Yes. We're, it's possible that we're rambling here. So, uh, you know. we've been rambling for a little over three hours. I'll just say what I always say. You know, hey, people, make good decisions. If you make a bad decision, listen to our podcast. There's only one thing left to do. Oh, shit. What's that? 
Lights out, Mr. Monkey Wrench. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and a follow-up move. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello, fans. We want to hear from you. Please send us a tweet at capital G, capital D-O-O-D-M-E-N. Send us an email at happyhourinfrance at gmail.com. And if you like the music, go to GuyDudeman at BandCamp.com. Uh, for sure, for sure. It's good stuff. And uh, can I just interject just briefly here, kind of while I'm on a roll? Um, you guys uh, remember a few episodes ago, uh, we met David Warner. You guys remember no, that? I don't. Yes. No, I, I, don't have, I might have mentioned it. Did you guys know that David Warner was originally going to be Freddy Krueger? No. Whoa, 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 we're being serious now. Seriously? Oh, for sure. Holy yeah. shit. Wow, what a curveball. I thought you were going to tell us, did you know he was in an episode of Mystery Science Theater? <laughs> and he played two different characters in Quest of the Delta Knights. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was in what? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, I got to go. Fuck this podcast. No, I guess. Yeah. Lots of tech bros. Tech bros. tech bros. Oh, man. Tech bros. Yeah. Tech bro. Yeah. Tech bro. Um, he swung by a garage and helped Bill Gates invent the computer. Oh, wow. Man, oh, man. It's, just, it's like the, like James is kind of like the Forrest Gump of Twin Peaks. Like the guy's like the guy's life yeah. touches everything. Crazy. Invented Facebook. Oh, my God. What? Face. Yeah, okay. If there's going to be coleslaw, somebody's got to bring the salad tongs. Yeah. Am I right? We're making <laughs> coleslaw. I'll bring the heads of cabbage. Um, you bring the mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> this is a family podcast, Gene Jesus. What? I'm talking about coleslaw. It's What's more family coleslaw. than coleslaw? <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. Oh, of course. Yeah, sure you are. It was like, my dad tucked his sweater my grandpa tucked his sweater when he was giving me sexual advice, and <laughs> I tuck my sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah, tuck that sweater. Um, it's funny, and in no way is it funny, but we have a uh, uh, Mrs. Heggs, uh, when we got together, she has an afghan that is in those same colors or almost those same colors. Uh, I'll share it with the group. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap it around me and turn my camera on and just wow you all. I mean, just... Just, you know, next time uh, Mrs. Heggs, you know, goes down to the basement, just quick grab the blanket, you know, tuck it in as deep as you can. And, uh, like, <laughs> you know, just be waiting up there for her. I'm sure she'll be like, good Lord, look at that. <laughs> good Lord, I'm moving out. I'm going to hammer your nails. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what that means. <laughs>